0: her hands on it, faints to her right, Hawks for his run forward, it clears, believe the spin, Fellows is the dangerous presence for the Hawks, and dangerous, she is! Right, the wide arc here, Cunningham, hits the fat side of the footy, and it actually works okay, almost the mark, Fellows, Lucas Rod, Well, she's back on the ground now, Duffin again, you are kidding me, unplayable right now, Jess Duffin at her explosive, skillful best. In the second quarter, two wins is better than one. Both of them have got themselves back-to-back Friday night thrillers in the bank. Yes, indeed, it's been another busy week for the Brown and Gold, with our AFLW team going back-to-back, posting a thrilling three-point win over the Eagles. Meanwhile, we welcomed a free agent into the fold, made peace with the Premiership player heading north, and celebrated a new Peter Crimmins medalist. All this and more this week on the Hawk, Hawk Podcast. My name is Nick Mason, and tis. We've jumped a couple of spots on the AFLW ladder. Yeah,
1: well, you were there. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you pull yourself away from the stunning sunset
0: to watch the game? That burned orange skyline oh. was, was quite beautiful. But Was it warm? It, well, no, it was windy. <laughs> it was. It was kind of cold. It was kind of windy. But Hawthorne, Did you expect the result? Well, I certainly didn't expect that the first quarter would have almost an identical scoreboard as the game against Sydney.
1: And then we had a player turn up and kick three goals. Yeah, well well let's talk about that. I mean but, what's going on? It's the same. It's like someone pressed replay.
0: So the scoreboard at, at quarter time read virtually the same as what we turned in against Sydney. Except if you're what actually watching it, watching it closely, this is a Hawthorne side that maybe didn't deserve it. They didn't deserve to to have that score line. They were playing far better than anything they produced against the Swans in the first term. Right. They had butchered some opportunities in front of goal. So the supply was there. That was also the difference. The supply at goal was there. But Eagles were making the most of their opportunities. We weren't doing the same. And so we had this scoreboard. And I just thought to myself that this side looks different and they might be able to get back into it. I didn't know that when we played Sydney. I thought it was over. This time, I thought we were a shot. And then Jess Duffin... (laughs) Usually a defender floats forward because they made the decision that we have the wind this quarter and we're going to put our most arguably our most elite read of the ball. Right. We'll just chuck her at the top of the square and she'll just mark everything and kick three goals inside one quarter to break the game <laughs> wide open. Bet Goddard, absolute coaching masterstroke.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I was surprised. I got to say that they came back as quickly as they
0: did compared to the Sydney game. It did not take the whole contest, they blitzed in that second term with the wind and they got right back into it. They pinched the lead.
1: And it's got to be said, this was one of the best games of the weekend in the AFLW. Yeah, Com- I would say so. Competitive. Mm-hmm. A couple of games that were decided by more than 10 goals.
0: Well, we play one of those teams this week. Do we? Well, Port was absolutely annihilated, so... Oh, yes, but Port have also won by 10
1: goals in a game. Have they? Who'd they play? Because I went and looked it up. Yeah. And I thought... Gee, that's really odd to both win by 10 goals and lose by 10 yeah, goals in yeah. the same season. you just got to wonder whether it wouldn't be beneficial to not win another game. <laughs> well, this, oh, is, this is this this is is what the
0: league is prone to. I know, I know. But see, there's a lot on the line for our game against... Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Eagles game more in a sec. But in terms of our clash this week, if we beat Port... You won game from being... Yeah, possible eight. Yeah, you're knocking on the door all of a sudden. Looking at the other results that could fall our way this week too, yeah. so it's very tantalising indeed. But uh, back on this game, we mentioned Jess Duffin, who shifted forward in the second term when we had the breeze. Uh, th- those three goals, unerring two, finishes. Oh, excellent! She's then, an excellent user of the footy too.
1: But then it was our midfielder who were excellent for much of the game. I think you're still. Are you still keeping? you know because we're recording obviously news will be driving is (laughs) cunningham is she about to get off at the tribunal
0: i would hope so that was you know it was a very entertaining game but there was one particular moment where the crowd kind of fell into a confused silence and that was when cunningham was reported and everyone kind of looked at each other like are you serious why that was a free kick certainly but like no why you're anyway she's uh she's appealing her one match ban and I would expect that she plays it's very important that she does as well because she's important to our balance and structure and then my
1: favorite player. recruit Anya McDonald mm-hmm. with a fantastic debut career goal
0: yep first career goal and a very timely one to effectively uh, sign, seal, and deliver the win for us. But yeah, it was that midfield contingent, as as you point out. Jazz Fleming, again, a superstar. Uh, Aileen Gilroy, 15 touches and almost 500 metres gained and 10 tackles as well. So not only giving us a lot of drive, but doing the tough stuff as well. And uh, Lucas Rod, uh, another chief accumulator and playmaker for our side. And you can tell why she's been made captain. Just the effort week after week is there.
1: So you were uh, hitchhiking back to Skybus Stadium on Saturday evening at 7?
0: I might have plans to intervene. I might I might be able to watch it here at home. But uh, look, normally I would be out there because I'm right behind this team. And that was my first time at Skybus, by the way. Home of the Dolphins. I quite liked it there. If it could not be as windy, then that would be good. Although, mind you, we played the conditions really well. So there you go. It's a second win for our AFLW side and back-to-back. And... It's, it's amazing the mood shifts, the mood shifts very quickly because we're off the bottom, we're sitting in 13th and we have a real chance to climb. Uh, we're already half a game clear of port, our opponents this week, uh, so we'll see what happens.
1: And then Saturday night rolls around and it's a night of nights mm-hmm. for the Hawthorne players. James Sicily showing off his betrothed yeah just a little
0: bit more to celebrate now james he's, he's had himself a really good week
1: like you should spread it out a bit to be honest <laughs> that's right mate just uh you know have a few ups not just
0: an enormous up so james Sicily, of course uh our new peter crimmins medalist and i mean he's been a lock for many nailed weeks. it i it, nailed it nick oh, you and everyone else <laughs> i mean it was pretty easy to predict. What a story, though. What an inspirational story. It's something that we mentioned on our uh, bonus podcast as well, available now, listeners, patreon.com. shawk talk pod. The the fact that the social media uh, team for the club posted today a side by side of when Sicily sustained his ACL injury and. In that innocuous incident over in the West. Shocking, shocking injury that put him on the shelf for quite a long time. And they had, besides that, the photo of him with the, the Peter Crimmins medal. And. That was just a beautiful thing to see. That's an inspirational juxtaposition of pitches. But he didn't have it easy. No, no, he did Coming not. Coming
1: into those last rounds, John Newcomb and Dylan Moore were both breathing down his neck.
0: Mm-hmm. The top three got very well clear of the of the next uh, the next player. With Blake Hardwick uh, in fourth place with eighty two votes. But yes, John Newcomb, one hundred and fifteen, Dylan Moore one hundred and thirteen. So only ten between them. Yes, that's right. Now, can can I get props? I know you don't like to give me props on this show, but...
1: No, you get them when you deserve them.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, I did pick the top four. (laughs) I did say it was going to be Cicely, Newcomb, Moore, and Hardwick in that order. Congratulations. No, you do it so begrudgingly as well. (laughs) Uh, But, okay, very few surprises. That wasn't tricky to pick. I mean, you had a variation on it. You had um, Hardwick in third and Moore in fourth. So, considering how
1: few... Or oh, how many games Mitch Lewis missed. That 74 is excellent.
0: Yes, sixth place Mitch Lewis. Yeah, he was very highly rated by the coaches. This Nine year. ahead of Jager, mm-hmm. who's only four ahead of Finn McGuinness at 61. Love the
1: fact that Finn's in there. Which is enormous because mm-hmm. that's... So how does it... Let's just go through the process of how you accumulate votes in the PCM. And that is, it's, your, it's every line coach and Sam Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Who votes? Yeah, and then you've got uh, Harry Morrison, who well, this year was the acid test on Harry. Yeah, so he rounds out the ten, coming in at an equal ninth with Jack Scrimshaw.
0: Mm -hmm. Doesn't surprise me that both well that that last three in that top ten: McGinnis, Morrison, Scrimshaw should absolutely be in there, and they are. So it's great. Uh, Tom Mitchell, the the reigning PCM, he comes in at fifth. Played out of position for much of the year, but still one of our most important players. <laughs> he says very pointedly, "Who knows what's happening with him yet? He, he could yet go to Collingwood." There been no calls. Well, it just—it just. It just no, I'm sure that is not true. That there haven't been
1: any calls.
0: Well, why would Mark McKenzie lie to us? Tiz? what's your what's your take on Mark? I I almost don't even have one. He plays a very straight bat, but they all do. What am I meant to think about Mark McKenzie? I don't know. I
1: just, you know, every time I see him or hear him interviewed on trade radio, I'm like, oh, yes, that all makes sense. And move on.
0: Oh, yeah. I gain almost no insight from anything he says. Which is perfect. Yes. But also. (laughs) Well, it's because we, the fans, we're dying for news, especially when trade radio runs 12 hours a day. Can something happen, please? He's
1: landed Carl Lehmann.
0: Yes. He's on the record. He wants meek. Meek is such a ridiculously outside chance at this point that... I don't know any Hawthorne supporter that's desperate to have Lloyd make it Hawthorne. I just haven't encountered that on any of our social media channels. But it doesn't matter. It's a very outside chance that he will end up there. Narkel, you interested? It's the price tag. Yeah. Yeah, so if it doesn't cost too much, fine. I think it'll happen. Yeah, maybe. Anyone else? Not really.
1: No. Toby Green?
0: It's <laughs> just on Toby Green. Listeners, I've already cut out a bit where he teased Toby Green coming to Hawthorne. I wasn't this having This is it. the
1: kind of caliber thing we should be getting. We've had that we've got that much cash. Where's all the cash going?
0: Who's there? Who's available? We got Amon. Right. That was our big fish. Right. Where are we throwing money at next? There's just no one available. There's no one that wants to that we need that wants to leave that also wants to come to Hawthorne.
1: Okay, so we're not a destination club. That's what well, you're
0: telling me. Well, no, it's a combination of that, and where's where's the target that we're absolutely frothing over, that we have to have? It's just not available this year.
1: Yeah, okay. So, so Is that a fair comment? It's going to be a boring trade period, isn't oh, it? Oh, yes.
0: Oh, oh my, yes. It'll be very boring. That's, that's why you've scheduled. <laughs> that's why I've scheduled us ahead of time, to do a trade recap rather than episodes throughout. Because <laughs> I don't anticipate this going to be my- Why am I flirting with this? There's not going to be much to talk about. I should know by now that when we hit record, there's absolutely breaking news the next day that I have to edit in later. (laughs) It happened with Gunston.
1: That was fun when you called me.
0: Well, I just thought we'd do something a bit different. Anyway, we get to the club awards. Yes. Well, actually, do you want to talk about... Because we are talking PCM Mm -hmm. listeners. Try to keep up. I know we went on about five tangents there. Looking at the WAGs. (laughs) The wag segment. So, Gunston, you mentioned, he had his... Platform, we had his spotlight to say goodbye. Yeah. What did you make of that? He said all the right things. Beautiful moment. He was incredibly nervous, and I felt as though he was probably battling tears.
1: Look, it's a a terribly heavy decision to leave the club that's done everything for you. And you've done everything for them. Yeah. Huge sacrifice. And he's also going into the ether a bit because he doesn't know what he's heading to at Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. But it's definitely a very good opportunity.
0: Oh, it is. It is. Yeah, I don't think there's ill feeling against Gunston. You can, well, you could tell in the room that there wasn't. And I don't think anyone streaming probably would have harboured many ill feelings towards Gunston for leaving. It makes sense. He's had some
1: difficult years with his back.
0: Yep. He joked about that. Well, well, I think Jeff joked about that, actually, saying that, you know, we can thank the medical staff for being able to let you play on in your career and play for Brisbane. So he has a debt of thanks. <laughs>
1: He had some interesting comments the whole evening, <laughs> well, Jeff. Well, gunsling.
0: He, he, he's so... Uh, what's the word? What is the word, Tiz? Here, here we go. Here's your platform to tell me. Entertaining. Oh, <laughs> you've let me down. Look,
1: he will wander into anything and have an opinion. Yeah, well, absolutely. That's Fourth Forthright. Forthright. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah well, what that thing about... You know, the medicos it was just a bit of a joke, but yeah. then Gunston got his own back later, saying he'd take Punky up to Brisbane. <laughs> and The crowd didn't like that. Yeah, well, a <laughs> I mean, very frosty reception of that yeah, one. It's a uh, yeah, you got to play
1: to the crowd, Gunners. <laughs>
0: Look, I, I think it was a it was a good speech, and uh, the takeaway from it was there is no doubt in my mind he is hashtag always Hawthorn. Oh, absolutely,
1: no. Definitely,
0: yeah, only a good feeling after that speech, and of course we heard from Shields as well, Shields and Big Boy, and yeah, they they got to speak their piece and and give a proper goodbye as well, and yeah, I, I thought it was a good night overall. But as you say, there were club awards too. There's a lot of cover. love
1: in that room for those for those men.
0: Bit of love for the Hawk Talk podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you orchestrate like, that? Nearly fall off the couch or something? That's or? more the truth. I almost fell off the couch. Uh, I. <laughs> So I've been tweeting the entire night. Quarters goes.
1: It comes back to the mic. Is it? It's about two minutes before they announce the
0: winner. It's right at the end. Yeah. So everyone's drunk and doesn't care anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm no. kidding! I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but you've got 1,300 people in the room, and, and you have got you know the, whoever's streaming it at yeah. home Or wherever yeah. they are, and it's a bit of a sneaky shout 1, out, out to the
1: 250... What did you just say?
0: <laughs> <laughs> sneaky shout out to the Hawk Talk podcast, which That's is uh, cool. very much appreciated. Lovely. Uh, we need to get on to the club awards. we got most improved, Mitchell Lewis. I mean, no massive shock there. Uh, he had an amazing year. He took the next step, and it's as simple as that. Most promising went to Ned Reeves. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, we overlooked him.
0: We did. And uh, there's a lot of, uh, I say in air quotes, experts in the media that actually have forecast huge things for Ned Reeves, more than you and I have talked about, but there's people that really fancy him as being a really dominant ruckman going forward. So the club thinks so, clearly. Is that (laughs) Robbo? It might have been Robbo. Well, it wasn't Caro, was it? No. No, she never has an on-field opinion. (laughs) Next. Rarely comments on anything that actually involves the game. And enjoying it. Uh, Most courageous, Blake Hardwick. Completely deserved? Yep, no surprise there either. The best club man, Dylan Moore. He was all over the PCM. From finishing third. And look at this. These stats here. 2019, he finished 34th in the count.
1: How many are on the list?
0: Uh, about, about 40. About 40 plus. Yep. So he's right down the bottom. 2020, he improved. He got to 26th. In 2021, Nearly. fourth. Yeah, Nearly got cut on the 26th. That's right. Yep. And now he's third. He finished third in the PCM. What a remarkable trajectory for Dylan Moore. He was also recognized for mark of the year. Against Sydney, our best mark of the year yep. should have gone Mitch Lewis, but oh well, we move on. Uh, but also, best club man recognises his community work. If it, it was, think, I think it was. Uh, well, he nearly got that. Jim Stein's at the Brownlow, yeah, yeah, Jim Stein's award. So uh, yeah, Dylan Moore, well deserved there as well. And the lethal award, which is a uh, teammate voted award for uh, I think just exceptional performance all round and, and value. John Newcomb. Well, that's
1: great because yeah. that. Or as well for his
0: captaincy. <laughs> he might Captain well Jai. He might well get the captaincy one day. I think James Sicily, you'd have to say, is in the box seat now. Okay. Well who are, you don't have Jai in the frame for captaincy at this young age. No, I do not. No way. So who else, if not James? that no, it's gotta be Sicily. It's gotta be Sicily, absolutely. So that's uh that's the night, night in a nice neat little package. Do we have anything else to say about it? Are we gonna talk about any of Jeff's comments or? What would you like to talk about? Well, I thought he performed quite well, yeah. actually. I thought, I thought he spoke sensible, well. Sensible. Yep. Contrite. I was tense. <laughs> I'll say that. I was tense watching him because I just never know with Jeff. Well, I,
1: I thought but he This might... was
0: surprising. It echoed the form of the letter that he sent to members. I think it was quite well articulated yeah, as it's well. Consistent. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, both of us anticipated that there might be elements taken out of context the next day, which of course they were. And that was one example in which I was like, no, actually, that's pretty unfair on Jeff, actually. And calisthenics
1: were involved to get that that, to where it was a headline.
0: But uh, fortunately, we don't have to talk too much about this, not only because there's still a massive process to play out. Huge. It looks like it's
1: going to be ongoing for many, well, look, what... Work safe's coming in or something.
0: Yeah, they came in on Monday. Yeah, Perhaps but,
1: that might accelerate the process.
0: But the, for us as a podcast, there's very little we can actually add to the discourse at the moment as we, as we make for more details and actually the process to continue. And but it didn't phase Carl, and Carl has arrived. Carl has arrived, yes. We got one trade target. Well, free agency target, I should say, to be more precise. And you've got to feel happy about that. K. Why, why is it a
1: K? It looks good with a K, I reckon.
0: What, the Carl? Yeah. You have to ask his folks. It's pretty cool. <laughs> you, what, are you were expecting some origin story behind how they chose K instead of C? No, I just think it looks
1: more, yeah,
0: it's just a weird
1: thing, I thought.
0: Do you find it pleasing? Tell
1: me yeah, a bit about it. Yeah, it's pleasing. Okay, all right. I think, just, the, what, I think the kerning is excellent on <laughs> Carl rather than Carl with a C. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. I
0: just wanted to try and get inside your head there. You know there, what kerning is, don't you? Yeah, I do. That also starts with a K. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> informative the hawk talk podcast very educational otherwise it'd be cern but anyway we've long had carl in our in our sights and to finally get it done and on the first day the free agency no less the first deal done yep uh it felt pretty good excellent look if we can work to the the ball to the outside for
1: carl we're going to look a lot more aggressive in attack Mm -hmm. he can he can pinpoint targets uh, means that we don't have to clump together. We shouldn't see Mitchell, Lewis, and uh, and Cosie in the vicinity together.
0: Yep, that's right. You take Sam Mitchell's blueprint and Amon is immediately part of it. Mm. He fits right in very easily. It is a very uh, sound and rational acquisition for we're what speaking, we are trying to
1: do. We're speaking in the Patreon about where does Jacka go behind, in front of mm. the ball. Mm. Is that he will be, what's the word, drooling at yeah. the prospect of Carl Just. At his feet? No, not at his feet. Jumping away from the pack, looking up. Jack is he, in the box hill. He was able to create space between him and his defender. Right, If okay. he's leading up to the ball, Carl will smack it to his chest every time.
0: See, I was thinking that Lewis is like the stay-at-home forward and Jekka's competing up on the wing. No, he is,
1: yeah. Yeah, okay, all right. So I see Jekka as coming to the wing. Yeah. Leading up half forward and then turning <laughs> around and on that beautiful boot of his. Yeah. Putting it to Mitch Lewis' advantage. But, but
0: see, the funny thing is that I think, and put, it, put this down to years of Tim O'Brien, imagining Jekka coming up to the wing and not taking the mark and Amon swoops on no, it and away we go.
1: Jekka's quick. He is. And he, and he gets that separation from his defender. And as soon as that's there, you only need a good pass and it's all over. Jekka has tried to model his game on Nick Rewalt.
0: Yeah, there are lots of uh, really solid discussion about Emerson Jekka over on our bonus episode, patreon.com slash Pod as we theorize and speculate how he might be used in 2023. Uh, as, for, as for Carl, for on the...
1: Love to kick a goal. Beautiful set shot.
0: Yeah, uh, it's really nice that, you know, when you do, in this period, acquire a player, social media comes alight and it, it gives you the highlights of the sort of things that you might expect. And watching the highlights of Amon was a nice little refresher and it was a yes from me. It looked fantastic. I'm like, I've yes, I've always I want wondered
1: if you really wanted to keep a player, whether you shouldn't just, as a
0: rogue fan, go and put low lights up. <laughs> right, yeah. Jeez, you'd have to be keen. <laughs> Who would have the time? Uh, Twitter.com. dot com slash <laughs> shortcode. where you can you can see uh, where I've mashed together some uh, D lights and uh, D lights. Yeah. Do, have you? Oh, you might not have seen this yet. I uploaded a mashup of um. Uh, you know Groove is in the Heart by D-Light? Oh, okay. Yeah, and that was Out of Bounds, the the call from v 2 <laughs> So what you've got is... Because this is the thing. This is how I hear it in my that head. That was so,
1: out of bounds.
0: Yeah, but but with the song. Because this is how I hear it. So now everyone else has to hear it this way because that's just how I work. Is That was out of bounds. Oh. <laughs> that was out of bounds. That... I swear to you, that's how my silly mind hears it, and now everyone else has to deal with it. Ugh.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: Breaking news. After yeah. 30 minutes deliberation. <laughs> yes, Tegan Cunningham, we just read, is free to play. So, And we didn't even have to edit this in. It's a minor miracle. We caught this one. You don't think you should go back to the beginning and start all over again? Why am I tempting fate by even mentioning that? Why do- I should know better. But anyway, that's a, that's a fantastic result for our AFLW side. She's incredibly important to our Twin own. Rucks. Yes, Twin Rucks. Who, uh, we were playing against the uh, well one of the rising stars, the other one being Jazz Fleming. But uh, the Eagles' Ruckman was the other rising star. And uh, our, uh, our two, Cunningham and Wales, sort of took her to task and, and won the day in the end. So that was a win as well on the evening. So what
1: happens from here, Nick? We've got a When does trade period end?
0: Well, we've published a number of key off-season dates for our podcast. So I'm just going to look at that. And uh, I believe the trade period ends Wednesday, the 12th of October. So that's everything. Trade, free agency, all that. That whole thing is done and dusted. and then we'll Musical be... chairs is done. Yep, so we'll be putting out a trade recap podcast shortly after that. And then the draft will be Recapping the one trade we had. <laughs> I think it will be a quiet period. Really? Yeah, really. Well, we don't intend to part with pick six either. Yep. That's apparently not happening. We entertain it, but Mark McKenzie illustrated this much that we're, we're probably not interested in doing that. Purple keeps telling us we should talk to DGB about what he'd like to do. Yeah, well, a lot of people say that, but it's not going to happen either. Graham Wright has cast a Mitchell trade as unlikely, which is interesting. Still a lot of lot to play out in that space. Knowing Graham. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I don't yeah. trust it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit sus. What's happening for Hawthorne in this trade period? Doesn't seem like much, but we'll be back to recap the lot on uh, a couple of days after the trade period ends. And, of course, we've got our draft preview podcast, and we'll we'll be on uh, live on Twitter the actual night one and night two of the draft and then uh, a yearly review, and anything in between. We, we might have more than that, but those are our key off-season dates. And of course, if you haven't hopped onto Apple Podcasts to rate or review our show, would really appreciate if you spared a few seconds to do that. Lots of fun also to be had on our social media channels. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, as always, we need to take a moment to extend a massive thanks to our proud, passionate, and paid up Patreon subscribers who support what we do and help make this podcast happen. Really pleasing to welcome two new subscribers to The Fold. Thanks for your support, Matt and Alex. Great to have you, and uh, now in fact is the best time to head to Patreon and get on board as a subscriber because online right now all three parts of our post-season player grading special we go player by player and look at each hawk season in detail. That subscriber are in the content. So if you're keen to have a listen to all that and other past, present, and future bonus episodes, check out all the details at patreoncom pod. Earliest call who would you say next year's premieres because I'm done with this year I don't want to think about it it's just it's depressing so let's look ahead to next year well if
1: this is the dark timeline <laughs> the next one is the dark blue timeline
0: oh no really Vossi Vossi and his boys climb the mountain oh once you have Blake Acres it's all over <laughs> or as we've referred to him privately Blakers.
1: that's a good name
0: yeah is that it <laughs> that's it it might be it for us for the trade period oh, that's it. No. it it might be amen, that's it really meek trade period of <laughs> I reckon that's a great place to end it this has been the Hawk Talk podcast for another week we'll catch you post trade period for a full wrap of all the nothing that happens <laughs> we are a happy team in Hawthorne